It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Take the Black Lie, the only show on the internet where we dare to discuss hot topics like dragons and lasers and spaceships and kraken. It could happen. Um, I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinnersComing.net. Here with Mia Johnson, editor of DorkSideOfTheForce.com. Mia, how are you on this uh, wonderful Wednesday? I'm doing pretty good. Better than last Wednesday, so I cannot complain. <laughs> We, let's not talk about last Wednesday. I hope that it doesn't come up at last all Wednesday. in this show. Last Wednesday is erased. It's only this Wednesday. Present is now. Past is the past. It's only been a week. I mean, there are new things coming out about that. Did you hear that, like, I just learned that Giuliani apparently made a straight-up Game of Thrones reference to the crowd before they ransacked the place. He said, let's have a... I'm not kidding. Let's have a trial by combat. And then he admitted that, that was a Game of Thrones reference. And I'm like, you had to drag Game of Thrones into this. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, my God. But okay. I, yeah, I'm enough truth, of that. <laughs> I would rather not talk about that. Let's talk about some more frivolous things like mm-hmm. uh, television in the year 2021. Mia, we're in a new year. It means a new year of television, movies, books, games, et cetera, and so forth. And I thought it, it, it's, it's always, I always enjoy checking in on um, where the streaming wars sort of are. Like, you know. Netflix, Disney, Warner Media, and Apple and Amazon, a few others who don't really matter, are all in a battle to, uh, I, I, I said Apple, to yeah. um, get our money and our time by delivering us uh, just heaps, hundreds of hours of televised and movie content. And things are going pretty well for everybody. 2020, obviously a good year for streaming. All stuck in home. Coronavirus out there. Making it impossible to go outside or gather. So what do you do? You watch movies and watch TV to play games. Um, they all gain subscribers. Some are doing better than others. And Netflix came out the other day f- uh, kind of firing this um, very impressive volley of new movies it's going to have in 2021. Basically over 70, both original and licensed, that adds up to a new movie every week. Like, th- this is kind of like Netflix just getting out there, flexing its muscle in the most ostentatious way possible, and saying to everyone else, I will crush you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it is funny. It's kind of like a you know weird flex, because they do have all this competition now, and they're like, hold up. You're forgetting who's king here. You know, you've got uh-huh. Disney Plus and sometimes Hulu and HBO Max. And you're like, ah, 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 don't tread over that line. <laughs> Which remember, Hulu is Disney. I, I, I feel like yeah. we should always remind people of that. Like, it, it's 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 just one of the arms of the octopus. That's all it is. Pretty much. Um, so w- whatever they have is part of Disney. But yeah, they announced over seventy-two or or seventy movies are coming. Some of the big ones, and it is like, uh, hey Anna, good to see you. Have any opinions on the streaming wars or? the weird cropping up of Game of Thrones at that unfortunate event last week. Um, sound off. On that or anything. 
Um, anyway, some of the bigger ones that are coming, and they got some like stars for this. They yeah. have Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence in Don't Look Up from the the big short guy Adam McKay, which is their two astronauts trying to convince the world to take a threat of a comet coming for Earth seriously. Pretty clear global warming metaphor there. I'm sure it'll be funny. I'm sure it'll be satiric. And again, like, big star wattage there. It's pretty cool. They got, um, okay, The Rock is an FBI profiler, and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot are criminals in some action flick called Red Notice. Again, going all out to get butts in seats or, you know, butts filling seats for longer periods of time because they're all in the seats anyway. We got um, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer who are going to play superheroes in Thunder Force. But I'd watch that. That sounds kind of fun. Um, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead zombie thing. They're adapting R.L. Stein's Fear Street books and yeah. a whole lot more. Like Lin-Manuel Miranda's making a thing. Halle Berry's making a thing. So Netflix is trying for streaming dominance. Mia, will they succeed? Can Netflix hold on to a position as king? I mean, king of the mountain, which it totally is. Yeah. Or yeah. You know, should... should does it even need to fear anything from upstarts <laughs> like Disney Plus or HBO Max? Oh, yeah. You know, there was one more I wanted to throw in there. It's the Jonathan Majors, The Harder They Fall. I think that one also had, it's got like Idris Elba and a lot of mm-hmm. other people, Take which is like a Western thing. But yeah, um, that being said, I don't think they have anything to fear. I don't think they're being checked right now. I don't think there's anything that's like, stopping them from doing what they do best which is just like i mean if you look at it right they, they didn't even have to beg these celebrities i'm sure to be in their movies now. <laughs> no. it's just like hey <laughs> come on over and you know we'll sign like, you a nice check i was gonna say like our aircraft's full of our aircraft carriers full of money begging i mean like it's not begging if you can just feel free to give it out like candy i mean but look at the just the sheer amount of the volume that they're putting yeah, out to me impressive. it seems like they've got a nice um you know kind of vault a cache of of money basically so mm-hmm. i and you know what the other thing i was gonna say is you know some of these plots sound a little i don't know if frivolous is the right word but kind of like the melissa mccarthy thing like when i they had a sizzle reel that came out and i was like i like this you know i don't think it's the best movie i don't it, Definitely, you know, will not maybe stack up because like when I saw Power with Jamie Foxx, that had the potential to be great, but it was just kind of like just something to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought I was going somewhere with this, but basically it's just kind of like, you know, just <laughs> them throwing anything and hoping it sticks kind of worries me a little bit. And the fact that, you know, back in the day, you would have to really go through a process to have a movie be made. The studios would have to like weigh the risks of like our audience going to want to see this? Are we going to get a profit? And now it's just kind of like, they can just make a movie. You can just throw some stars in it and bam, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to care if it's good. You don't have to care what the numbers are. I mean, they do, but they're really just turning these things out. I mean, like that's always been Netflix's method though, right? Like throw stuff at the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah. And I mean, it it, it has produced results for them. Like uh, for every movie or TV show that kind of like just sort of slides by and like that was whatever (laughs) no one noticed. You get, like, a Stranger Things every once in a while. Yeah. You get a Queen's Gambit. You get a big hit like The Old Guard earlier this year. Or you get, like, Okja from the guy who made Parasite, which was really, really good. Or you get Roma. Because that was Netflix, right? Um, yeah. That really beautiful black and white kind of Mexican story yeah, about... Oscar, um, yeah, Yeah, that, that was terrific. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
like it's all in there but yeah it's like this fire hose at netflix (laughs) that never stops but i mean which i guess does kind of make it hard to find the gems but they're in there and they they do tend to get found i find like enough people are talking about like the really good stuff or like stranger things like caught on proper like that is a Mm -hmm. hype show now and it managed to find its way through all that crap or, you know, sorry, not crap, th- through know, the, re- the the noise. I do say that Stranger Things came in at a spot where it was just like, there yeah. was still not that much going on with Netflix originals aside from House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. So they were lucky enough to kind of have that early entry spot where it was like, hey, we don't really have that much competition within our own platform. So, you know, it is a good, you know, luckily... Um, you know, Netflix is producing continuous strong content because they used to do that, right? Everything sure. was like, wow, Netflix is really putting out back to back hit. And now it's just kind of like they will put out some hits, but there are also a lot of misses. That's very true. Bridgerton, another one that just hit pretty recently. Yeah. People can't stop talking about that. Have you watched it, by the way? I have not. My, I saw my stepmom has been watching it. It seems pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I haven't yeah. made the time for it myself. Cool. I know there's again, it's a fire hose. There's too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, as Anna says, I won't be canceling anytime soon. And yeah, like, why would you? <laughs> there yeah. is always no, something new coming. It's 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 a good bang for the buck. Um, one of the competitors, HBO Max, uh, which I, I maintain <laughs> exactly. It is so good. Oh, Bridgerton. Oh, good. And I'm glad because I've heard nothing but great things about it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe I'll take a long weekend sometime. If you guys watched The Wilds on Amazon, have you, Mia? No, that's new to me, actually. So I like I saw you nodding in the Facebook stream, which is an on delay, so I thought you oh. were saying, yes, I have watched The Wilds. <laughs> Never mind. I have not watched The Wilds, but I will look it up now. Anyway, its main rival, HBO Max, is probably like the, uh, the, the junior partner in this sort of main trio we've got between Disney, Netflix, and HBO Max. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they've been sort of struggling. They don't really have like any big breakout hit, and they've taken the controversial step of releasing every single thing they have were going to put out in theaters twenty twenty one just straight to streaming. Mm-hmm. And that caused a big controversy among filmmakers, especially who were like, "Hey, no one told me about this. I'm ticked at you guys right now." But at least based on Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, it looks like it kind of worked. Like, apparently, the research was that that movie um, got more people to sign up in a three-day period than happened at any other streaming service all year. Like, the closest competition was Hamilton got a lot of folks on it for Disney Plus back in July. Mm -hmm. And it, like, outdid that by 40%. It drove over five times as many subscriptions as Mulan did in Disney Plus. So... It looked like it worked. It looked like yeah. this whole, like, we're going to release movies in the theaters and screaming things. I mean, it, it, if their goal is to get subscribers, it worked. And the movie did pretty decently at theaters, too. Wow. So, is this vindication? Is this is this a symbol that their strategy is good? Or should they still uh, be afraid that they made a bad choice? Uh, I think that it's not a bad choice. And clearly, I mean, the numbers show over this past year that people are willing to, you know, 
see whatever now on on TV. Like I was thinking about how in the old days it was the old days, which is probably like just a couple decades. You would, you know, TVs would get bigger and bigger, and you're like, oh, I just need the biggest mm-hmm. TV screen so I can get the best experience. So it's like a movie theater. And I was like, I'll just watch something on my phone or my iPad. It doesn't matter. So it just kind of shows you, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're we're happy watching things from home on our screens, and totally. they will get the numbers. Like again, like if Disney was able to say, hey, we might pivot to, you know, rely more on streaming, then that's the person to follow for sure, the company to follow. So HBO Max, you know, yeah, might have angered a couple of the execs and stuff. But I think, yeah, this was pretty much the only with the only solution at this rate. Yeah, I mean, I still maintain that it was probably a bad idea not to tell anybody about it until like the day of. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what takes a lot of the directors off. But at the same time, it was going this way. I feel like this was where things were headed anyway. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, if it gets subscriptions and money, like it's going to happen, not just mm-hmm. here, but probably at Disney plus eventually probably at, I don't know. I'm sure. I think Sony has a weird one. that I'd never heard of, by the way, like I don't remember the name of it, like some kind of streaming service, but no one knows. It doesn't care. Like that's where we're going. And I feel like the kind of, uh, like the, the angry, sounds that some of the directors were making are kind of death throws like just people freaking out because things are changing but look they were always going to change and i'm sorry you weren't told m night Shyamalan (laughs) or whatever he was mad about it for some reason yeah he didn't have anything to do with it but um it was always coming and you will adjust this too shall pass and you'll still find a way to make money yeah i am sympathetic that they weren't told but at the end of the day Come on, guys. Just it's it, it's it's get on board or die. Yeah. And also, we don't want to go to a theater and get a virus. That's yeah, also it was just one of those things where it was like just bound to happen at any moment. So, yeah, again, the shock value, unfortunately, for them is an unfortunate consequence and on HBO's handling. But it was like, you know, you're just really waiting for that scale to tip over at this point. Tip. By the way, guys, I know we're experiencing some glitches. Sorry about that, Christian. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's very exciting. As Kevin says, even charge 20 bucks for Black Widow, which brings us to our little next topic. Okay, the third prong of this um, tripod is Disney+. Plus. And they haven't announced that they're going to put Black Widow out on streaming. Although that's a, that, that's a pretty good intro. Mia, will they do that? Like, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're Disney right now. You've yeah. already pushed Black Widow back like a year. And like, if it's safe to go to theaters again by May, I'll be shocked. Um, I don't think we're going to be there. Do you push it back again or do you just say, screw it. It worked for Wonder Woman. We can put it out in theaters and on streaming at the same time. Hopefully not for an extra price this time. That backfired with Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Disney at this point should take the Mulan, not the Mulan, the Wonder Woman model, which is like in China. China is back to opening up like in Wuhan. I think they were like having New Year's parties and stuff. So they still have a market outside of the United States um, and it, it varies per country. But yes, yeah, like at this rate, everything else is kind of like. It's like um, Black Widow is like that clog stuck in the pipe and they need to get these things moving because they have (laughs) other productions and yeah, we need the plumber to come. (laughs) But yeah, they have all they have so many productions in the pipeline that it's like, okay, you're either going to like overwhelm us with stuff all in the span of like a year or two 
or we can still give this time to breathe so long as we just like finally get Black Widow and pushed out. And I know that it's like, you know, they're really, really hoping that they can, you know, make the same amount of profit. It could be a billion dollar movie and da 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 da. But these, this past year has shown that that's just not the model at this time. And it might not be the model for a really long time. Model, so I yeah. think they just have to suck it up Forever. and say, it's time to just push this movie out. They can push it out tomorrow for all I care. Just please, you know, hurry up. <laughs> I mean, I would wait for, for like, it, it's like May something, right? It's when it's scheduled to come out. I think it's like yeah. May 8th or whatever. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's the right move, especially because HBO Max proved you could do it and still make money. I mean, you're still going to yeah. make money. Like, you're going to drive subscriptions. You're going to get, like, folk will go to see it in the theaters, just not as many as they would have otherwise. Still have foreign markets. And as Kevin says, Disney's just greedy. Like, yeah, they are the most <laughs> greedy company that has ever been. But I, I still think it's a good idea to put out this movie on streaming and probably for just the like foreseeable ish future. I'm sure you can stop eventually, but I don't think people will want to when it does. I mean, I've said before, like when it comes to like something like Dune, like I will see that in the theaters in October, Mm -hmm. like fingers fricking crossed. It's safe enough to do it by then, please. Um, Cause I, cause I, because I want to, but I will also watch it at home if I want to go and revisit it. Like, but if there's a movie that I wouldn't have seen in the theaters, I might watch it at home if I have the streaming service. You're not really losing my dollar, is the way I look <laughs> yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. I think way. there are, like you said, there are some movies. I feel like Black Widow seems kind of standard enough for me to be like, no, I think I'll get the full picture, you know, on my TV screen. Um, maybe yeah. something new like Eternals, that seems like it'll have a nice big world to explore that'll look great on the you know full full screen i'd want to um, see the big screen but i would settle for the small screen if exactly. there's still a pandemic on yeah so yeah i think they just need to suck it up <laughs> i'm sorry but yeah they gotta suck it up at this rate i was <laughs> though i was like i don't know though maybe i don't know disney is like on a leash with china and china's Telling them some things and they're like, no, don't do it. We really need. I don't know. (laughs) I get into like the whole conspiracy because then I think there was like some rumor where it was like they wanted they were assuming for like the Biden administration. They were like, what if we assign Bob Iger to be like the um, what do you call it? Like the ambassador for the U.S. to China. You're kidding. I didn't hear this. (laughs) This was like a couple weeks ago. So it was it was just like I think either Variety or the Hollywood Reporter had this and it was trending. I was like, if you guys don't want a TV star like Trump in office, what makes you think you want the CEO of Disney having official relationships with, you know, China? So I was like, like, (laughs) that is fascinating to me. Like Bob Iger is 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 a business person. But like like that would say to me, like. That's how much they value the entertainment industry. Like yeah. that's how important it is that they would put a guy as an ambassadorship. I have not heard that, by the way. That sound that would be I wild. I swear, if either they did that. also in his biography, autobiography, memoir, or something, he was also like, "I did briefly, Bruce. Bob Iger, for a second consider running for president," and I was like, "I think the United really? States had enough of the showmanship." Like, <laughs> then he's like, "No, no, no," and then I decided against it. Or some people, t- I was like. <laughs> Well, I, 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 to be honest, I, 
To be honest, I think you're doing Bob Iger a bit of disservice by comparing him to Donald Trump. He's not like that, is he? No, no, no. Not not like personality. He seems like a great guy. But then again, it does kind of it makes you wonder, right? You know, when we which if you want to say like the United States is a business anyway, we're always making like, you know, deals with companies and all these things. I don't know. It just seems to me like not so much a conflict of interest, but just like a, I can't we just get a solid politician to do a politician's job? Wow. We're getting <laughs> do we like, even need politicians? We're getting contra- Whoa. We're yeah, getting see, qu- see, controversial up in here. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to talk politics, but then when you bring Disney into it, I'm like, but actually. <laughs> okay. I'll follow up with that later. Uh, folk, <laughs> yeah. if... if if you want to hear Mia's vision for a yeah. post-politician world, please sound off, because I'm a little curious. Yeah, just join me. I'm going to create a commune. We'll go live in the forest. That'd be great. <laughs> I, I didn't know it's going to go this way, and I'm very happy about it. Um, as Kevin says, people will will pay 20 bucks for a Marvel movie, not Mulan, which I, I, I agree with, but I still hope they learn their lesson and just make it free to watch if you already pay for the service. Yeah. And as Christian reminds us, there is a Risk movie coming in, in February. Sure. Is it that soon? I heard about it. I didn't know it was that soon. Um, I won't see that. Um, and next up, Mia. <laughs> I, I know, Anna. That was pretty nuts. I didn't see that coming. Um, I know that you have been... Because you're on Dork Side of the Force. You are covering all things Star Wars, Galaxy Far, Far Away, Mandalorian, and the mm-hmm. 18,000 shows they're going to crank out at that on Disney+. Plus. Um, which, by the way, is one of the reasons Disney Plus is firmly in second place under Netflix, because they have a lot of like high-profile shows on the way this year and next and the year after that. God, they're good at planning. Um, they also have this big publishing initiative called The High Republic. Mia, why don't you tell us about this yeah. and why we should know? Yeah, so... This is a great time, actually, for them to push this High Republic series out. They just published their first novel... Um, last week and they were kind of touting it as this big mysterious project they called it project luminous and i was like "Ooh, what is it gonna be you know is it a video game and then they're like it's a book series and we're like okay (laughs) but hear me out so the whole premise is they're creating a like brand new era of star wars basically from scratch um so it takes place like 200 years before episode one and it's supposed to be like during this Maybe like they call like when the Jedi are like the Knights of the Round Table, just like at their best. They're, you know, um, there's peace in the galaxy and everybody is happy and they're all one republic. Sounds um, exciting. Until, of course, things go terribly wrong. <laughs> and there's this new threat that comes out all of a sudden. And it's not the Sith. Um, they're called the Nihil or something like that. And okay. it's like, how are these, you know, sprightly-eyed Jedi and these people who enjoy peace in the galaxy, like, how are they going to deal with this kind of ruthless invasion of these, you know, um, they kind of remind me of the people f- the from Mad Max. Like, they come in, I wish I had a, okay. I included a picture, but um, it's pretty interesting. So, if we're doing some show and tell here, I oh, have nice. the, the novel with me here. This is... Oh, do, do. <laughs> this one is the kind of like the big chunky like this is it novel for the high republic um, like is it, is, is it like a novel novel or like a young adult yeah, novel this or bad what? boy is is like 
400 pages almost. Talks about like drugs they swear in this. So No. Yeah. Drugs? What kind of drugs <laughs> the Jedi they do? They have Star Wars drugs. It's like called up powder and, and down stuff. They used to, I think they would just call it spices. <laughs> but Charles Sewell is the author. He's like, no, these guys are doing like space cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> the villains. Oh, damn. So this is like <laughs> Zack Snyder's Star Wars. Okay, I didn't know that. That's nice. Yeah, so um, because of the edginess, to me it almost has a Game of Thrones sort of vibe, except for, you know, there's clearly good guys and bad guys. It's not like the Jedi are kind of like in a gray area and... Sure. You know, but um, I did. I really did like this characterization of these bad guys. It's like they're not organized. They're not like the Sith, but they do. They just kind of like it's like they're riding in on motorcycles with leather jackets nice. and ripped jeans. And they're just they're just here to cause mayhem. That's all they want to do. Um, Someone compared so them to Vikings. Yeah. Like, I feel like somebody like one writer did that. And I'm like, OK, like yeah, Space, Vikings. Space Vikings is a good way to put it as well. Um so, yeah, this is kind of an interesting step. They have this novel coming. It's already out. The second novel, because this kind of, it ends on a cliffhanger. It's called um, The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. That's coming out on July 6th. So, you know, pace yourself out with this, and then you'll make it to the next book. And then they've got a ton of others. They've also got this one. I think this one is a young adult Ooh. novel. It's called A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland. Um, and this one is a really quickie sort of book that i'll be making my way through. and that has fewer drugs and less swearing i would assume so you know the the illustration here it's kind of like childlike so the less references to drugs the better (laughs) that's interesting i didn't know like how the tone would shift so in your opinion like where does this fall into like the disney star wars master plan because they're readying a lot of stuff. They have, yeah. I want to say, like 10 TV shows on the way. Ahsoka Tano. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the New Republic Obi-Wan, thing. Yeah, Obi-Wan Republic. Kenobi show. Um, Lando Carizian show. Lots and lots of stuff. That's real, right? <laughs> which I make that yeah, up. The Lando, yeah, yeah, yeah that's they, real. they confirmed that one, yeah. There were um, so many. I, I've forgotten like which ones are rumor and which ones are real. That's yeah, my problem right I now. Know. They just announced like um, a Star Wars uh i think mmo like an online game that's gonna come yeah, out yeah ubisoft yeah they're doing an update by fallen order and now they have a publishing initiative and of course yeah. there are movies on the way um wonder Woman 94 patty jenkins is making a movie taika Waititi is making a movie so <laughs> yeah do you think the books are intended to be source material for, for future movies and stuff or is it going to stand alone? Where does this fit into the master plan? Yeah. There is a master plan. <laughs> yeah, there's something lurking down there, deep, deep within. Um, Who said like Kevin says if if Kathleen Kennedy is involved, he's giving a thumbs mm-hmm. down. Which I think is the head of Lucasfilm. She always kind of has a yeah. touch on things, but you know she would have a touch on the Mandalorian too. So not everything she touches. Oh yeah, is, she's is Star Wars person. Awful. So although um, no, all the rumors uh, like she'll be replaced by Dave Filoni or whatever. But I, I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this overall is it's it's working out very well. Critics have good reviews about it. But um, cool. Overall, it's it really seems like they want this to be self-contained at least for the time being. They all have right. this mapped out in like three phases. So phase one is called Light of the Jedi, like this novel. Phase mm-hmm. two is Quest of the Jedi, and phase three is tri- Trials of the Jedi. And we don't know how long this is going to last either. So I would kind of really appreciate it if they just kept this to being all literary. There are tons, they got tons, tons of novels, at least in the Disney canon, that have not been touched 
but more so because they're weaving in the narrative between the movies and the TV shows. Right. Um, so this is completely Which, yeah. separate because it, it is a whole For era now. on its own. So eventually, maybe I think they will use this era, maybe not so much adapting these books, but maybe they will create a movie or TV show in the High Republic era. I think it, it deserves to be kind of seen on the big screen. Um, cause my only fault would be like, okay, this is 200 years before episode one, but it still just feels like regular star Wars. They still have great technology. Mm-hmm. They can still use the force the same way they can use hyperdrive and all that. So I'm like, I would like to see in some way, at least visually, how is this sort of not prehistoric, but like star Wars history. Um, right. but yeah, overall they're off to a great start so far. I think one of the upcoming shows is called The Acolyte, and it's set at least in the Star Wars past. I don't know exactly how far into the Star Wars past, yeah. but it might be in this era. Like, I think sooner or later, probably, it's probably already planned on a whiteboard somewhere in Lucasfilm mm-hmm. offices. Mm-hmm. Like, when the first High Republic show gets made. Like, you know that Disney is very good about this. Like, they plan the MCU like four to five years in advance. I, yeah. I think they want that exact same mentality for star wars they want star mm-hmm. wars to be marvel 2.0 and they've done a good job and meanwhile over at warner brothers they're like scrambling to make even <laughs> one good dc movie yeah because they're like doing it the old-fashioned way and disney is just light years ahead of them oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't mention wandavision comes out this friday i'm looking forward to that quite a bit yeah i can maybe discuss it if we want to move on to our last section Oh, sure. Yeah, just the last section is just, uh, <laughs> what are we watching? What are you yeah. watching out there? Ooh, Kevin says, did you read about the writer-director for Acolyte? Uh, I believe it's Leslie Headland. Is that it? Who made the Netflix show Russian Doll. I don't know a ton about oh, her. I know that Russian Doll yeah. was successful. Yeah, I really love Russian Doll. It's one of my favorite um, Netflix series. So I'm excited to see what she does. Um, I've actually got a... F- mm. I have a friend who kind of also worked on a series produced by her, which may or may not get picked mm. up, but it's comedy. So it's not Star Wars. If she does <laughs> yeah. have any Star Wars scoops, though, I will keep her very close on hand. Um, Excellent. Yeah. yeah, there's not much about here. this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, please don't. Please, please still be my friend. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Before we move on, really quick. Uh, Christian asked, taking odds in tribal combat, who <laughs> has Harris beating Pence in a trial by combat? Hmm. I wonder what their weapon... No, we, we, we can't talk about this. This yeah. is going to get us so flagged. <laughs> the FBI is going to shut us down. That's yeah. just doing the glitches. No, it's conspiracy. All right. Okay, moving on. Um, okay. Right, what are, what are you watching, yes. Mia? Didn't, so, did you get screeners for something? I did. I did get screeners for WandaVision. They sent so me jealous. three episodes. Um yeah, it was just like out of the blue. The, so the first episode comes out two days, I think like overnight, tomorrow night. So, you know, if you want to stay up kind of the way that we did, or at least I did with The Mandalorian. But um, mm-hmm. technically now, em- reviews are embargoed until yeah. um, the 14th. But they have had social media reactions. So I think I can totally, you know, kind of tread that fine line of being like, this is okay. a... A reaction that I would have put on social media. And I've, I I only saw the first episode because I want to watch the other two tonight. Um, okay, I will buzz if you go out of line yeah. and um, 
say too much. <laughs> I just give away like a big baby Yoda spoiler or something. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Overall, I think exactly what we've been saying about this and what we've had a hunch about is true. Just how bizarre it is, how crazy it is. How you're like, the trailer is, at least for the first episode, kind of sets the tone and the expectation for what you might see in the first episode. So kind um, of weird, off-kilter, avant-garde, interesting. Yeah, it was it was really good. It really had my attention. It was, you know, something like never before. But I was just like, what in the good Lord's name is going on here? <laughs> in a good way, in a very, very good way. And I'm, okay, I'm really excited to see how that unfolds. Um, I think that is like the vaguest I could be um, without vague. giving anything away, which in the first episode, maybe not so much to give away in the first place, but it's still fun. It's really, really fun. Like, okay, I don't want to ask questions that'll go too far. Is it funny? Because it's based on classic American sitcoms, which I imagine they are trying to make people laugh. Did you laugh? Yes, yes. The first episode is full of laughs. And it is very, you will start to understand like, yeah, oh, this is exactly what they're trying to replicate. It comes off very clear, understandable. And of course, they executed funny as well. Um, So I got to give them props for that. All right, good. And you've watched, what, the first of three? The first, yeah. I'm going to watch the other two, like, tonight during dinner. <laughs> and are you excited to watch more, or are you Yeah, I, I really didn't want I was like, oh, I got to get back to work, but otherwise, <laughs> I probably would have binged the other two. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That, that is good to hear. I mean, yeah. it's a huge, anticipated show for a lot of good reasons. It looks, I've said it, I think it looks really cool and wonderful yeah. and interesting. And just, um, I'm glad to hear that it at least lives up to your expectations, hope it lives up to mine but I'll see you on Friday like everybody else, like a plebe. I'm very jealous of you for your screeners. I'm gonna, yeah, I, I, I need to write Disney and see if I can get it. Yeah, go write them a you know strongly worded letter. <laughs> Tell them don't listen to this podcast though, because I've said a lot of things about them today. Oh, that's true. What a yeah, fun time! I might be on their naughty list. <laughs> um, I'm still watching The Stand on CBSL Access. Oh, yeah. It's 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 fun. It, it, it's getting better. They're past the dumb early part where the guy decided to just, I'm going to tell it out of order for no good reason. And they're into uh. the bit where I hate when they do that. And they're in the part where um, the story just proceeds normally. So it's more uh, watchable. That's and, an uh, interesting it's fun. choice. Dude, everyone's, the Witcher did that. The Stand did that. Yeah. Um, there's whispers that House of the Dragon might do that, although I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, I don't know what people are thinking. Just like tell a story from front to back, you idiots. Just I don't I I I I, I don't get the appeal of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's starting to get kind of more campy and kind of exaggerated and weird and bizarre. And now Randall Flagg is a literal demon who's going to has turned Las Vegas into a gladiatorial combat arena, nonstop drug fueled sex party. And I'm like, all oh, right, get, this, this, this is fun to watch. <laughs> It is kind oh, of weird, like Stephen King's um, vision of a society toppled by horror and greed and debauchery is just like a sex party. And part of me watches that and I'm like, look, if it wasn't for the combat to the death in the pits, this would be fine. Like, I'm yeah. not going to go. But if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. Um, it was written in the 70s. It, it, it has like a weird puritanical edge to it. But yeah. um, I'm enjoying it. It's 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 getting fun. That's I also, good. I also finally picked up Fire and Blood, um, the Game of Thrones prequel book that Faust Dragon is based on. Oh. Reading that, enjoying that. Um, not done with it yet, but it 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 
it is nice to be compelled by a Game of Thrones book or a Song of Ice and Fire book again, even though it's not technically yeah. a Song of Ice and Fire book. It's like his, he wrote a fake history book. It's like something. about, it is something. And it, it, it is interesting. I am enjoying it quite a bit. And I'm curious to see how they'll pull that off when that show comes out in 2022. Yeah. And I'm playing a lot of Hades on the Switch. That game is great, and I can't stop playing it. I need to beat it so I can move on to other things in my life. <laughs> oh, wow. I played over break. I played um, Cyberpunk because my brother brought over the old PS4, and that was an experience. It was really fun, though, despite, you know, everybody was, like, making a big fuss about it. Mm-hmm. It underdelivered in a lot of areas, but if you take that all away, I was really upset that he he you know went back so it's like no i want to finish the story it's kind of <laughs> it's it's dumb but you end up having fun anyway yeah i've heard it's fun i mean i've heard a lot of things about it everyone's talking yeah. about it um anything you guys are playing out there playing watching um Kevin reading says, if you want to laugh watch snowpiercer <laughs> i like snowpiercer did you if- <laughs> Did you watch Snowpiercer? It was fun. Yeah, because I, I reviewed that. And I don't know if it was because I'd like binged the whole thing in like one day where I was, my mind was just numb by the end of it. Um, yeah, it wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. Um, so I can kind of understand I where Kevin's it. coming from if that was the, the case. It had it had something going for it. But for me, I was just like, this is a lot. <laughs> oh, I dug it. I thought it was really cool. Really? Like the, you know, a, a uh, action movie that's also a... I mean, kind of like Parasite, like which was a thriller. It's also oh, well, about you know, kind of, I was talking about kind of sorry, class I didn't divisions. Cut you off. So, sorry, the I thought the TV show. So I need to clarify, Kevin. Are you talking about the TV oh, show the or the show. movie? Because no, the TV I'm, show I'm not is, watching that is so different from the movie. It is it's yes, night and day. Okay, <laughs> I have not watched the show. I'm sorry. The the movie was really good on Netflix. Snowpiercer. I'm sorry. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> Why wouldn't they just live in a giant cave? I don't know, man. And as Kevin says, they should do a show about Valyria at its peak. I believe that was one of the options, but for whatever reason, they didn't uh, take it. And they might in the future. Anyway, um, if you guys have anything else you want to tell us about, what you're watching and reading and playing, um, feel free. Otherwise, Mia, anything else before we sign off for the week? Let's see. Yeah, Kevin was talking about the show. Okay, so we're on the same page. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll okay. I'll close it there. Except yeah. me. I was in another book elsewhere. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think we can wrap on up. Um, Thanks for watching, guys. We are here every Wednesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winner is Coming Facebook page. Talk about all things TV, movies, fantasy, sci-fi. We're also available in podcast form um, on iTunes, on uh, Google Podcasts, other places where podcasts are available. You can download us anywhere you want. Winter is coming. Take the Black Live. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next week with more of this. Um, And we'll see you then. Have a wonderful January. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.